0: Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hi Thrive Church. It's really good to be with you this morning. And uh, we're going to just explore a little bit around finding strength on tough seasons. Now you may have read in your Bible, John 16, 33. Jesus said, In this world... Those who believe in me will have permanent comfort and ease, no troubles. Well, our soul prefers that version. But what it actually says, what Jesus actually said is this. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. But in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, don't fear, I have overcome the world." And Jesus' brother James continued this theme. He said this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you fall into various trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and ultimately, perseverance develops maturity. Speaking of maturity, what pastor came up with our theme for the year Equip the saint so the body of Christ is mature. And then look at all of us who said, Yes, me, count me in. And now we find ourselves in a spectacular setting for maturing as Christ followers, finding new depths of relationship with Father and learning to trust Him like maybe never before. You know, our Father is intent on accomplishing His purposes, His big purposes, of revival, global awakening, and extending his family across the earth by millions and millions. And he needs loads of mature believers to be ready to help. So a tough season, but what an incredible outcome Father has in mind. But maybe today, COVID-19 isn't the biggest storm you're currently facing. Maybe it's debilitating, ongoing mental or physical health issues. Or maybe it's addiction, or two, or three. Maybe it's a dysfunctional marriage. Maybe it's betrayal. Or maybe it's the recent or impending loss of a loved one. So let's go back. Where did Jesus say we would find peace? In me, in Him we'll find our pace. So we're just going to unpack that a little bit together today. I read this uh, quote of uh, Dr. Edward Halliwell, recently a psychologist in Word for Today. And I felt this was very significant. He said this, To feel secure, your children need two things, two crucial skills they need to develop. One, the ability to overcome adversity. And two, the capacity to sustain joy. Now, maybe you were really blessed and you had parents that modelled and taught those things for you. But maybe, like me, you didn't. And for some of us adults, we just have to start learning this now from our Heavenly Father. He's the perfect parent who can reparent us but we could do with more help than that too. So we have one another, but we also have the great example of the Apostle Paul. And he wrote over half the New Testament. And as I was thinking about this during the week, I realized that, you know, there were two great themes that come through in all his writing. It is the ability to overcome adversity and the capacity to sustain joy. So kids, there's something in today's message for you too. Do you remember Richard Scarry's stories? Do you remember Lowly Worm? Well, Lowly Worm and some of his wormy friends, his wise ones and some not so wise ones, are going to bring us some lessons today. So when the stormy rain comes down heavy and the water level starts to rise in the ground, These worms, deep in their underground burrows, begin to think, what did I do last time my burrow flooded? Oh, that's right, climb to higher ground. And so they wriggle their way to just beneath the surface where they still feel kind of safe. So the first thing, we're only going to have three things, the first thing to do in a tough or stormy season is climb to higher ground strengthen yourself in the Lord. Now what does that look like? Well spend time in this secret place with Father or Jesus. Just rest, listen, worship. And what does the secret place look like? Well a good way to find out your secret place is to just close your eyes and picture Jesus or Father And then take a look around, what else is in that environment? And then that can be an environment that you can step back into and just become aware again of Father or of Jesus. You know, I have this picture of Jesus um, that I got years ago. I did this little exercise myself. And this picture of Jesus that I got was from years back where Jesus and I were on a beach. And he was wearing jeans and a t-shirt and he turned to me and said, let's run down the beach, I'll race you. So whatever that place is, I can go back to that picture, you can go back to yours and nestle in again and feel his presence. So it's a secret place. And in that secret place, we want to ask God not why, why is this happening, why me? But instead ask, what God? What do you want me to do in this season? What do you want to do in me in this season? And what can I go after at this time? And then recall, what did I do last time I was in a trial? What worked? Just check out your history with God and remember your God stories and retell them to yourself and to your children. And let these stories help you overcome this new adversity and sustain joy. In Psalm 78, there's a couple of verses there that talk about a group of men who are part of the tribes of Israel. And it says this, that though armed with bows, they turned back on the day of battle. I'm sure they had arrows as well. They turned back on the day of battle because, it goes on, they forgot what God had done. Now that's a a sad scripture. I want to say to you, don't, 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 do not turn back in your trials. God says you are equipped. He's armed you with everything you need to see his victory. And victory will come. So don't stop in the valley of shadows. Keep walking. May take a while. You'll get through this. And if you don't have your own God stories yet, then just borrow someone else's and tell them to yourself. So in climbing to higher ground and strengthening ourselves in the Lord, we'll get a new perspective from Holy Spirit. And that may come through scripture, through the lyrics of worship songs, through a word or picture dropped into your spirit, or through a book that you're reading. You know, I can find some of my tough times right here in my Bible. Because I have scriptures there, life-giving scriptures, that God really ministered to me. And I can go back to them and read them. And I can feel again His presence and a reminder that what He did for me last time, He'll do again. Psalm 40 is one of those. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock, gave me a firm place to stand and put a new song in my mouth and I can remember that time when I was in my 20s and I was really in the Maori clay and felt like I was sinking. But God, God lifted me up and it was really just the start rather than the end of my life. And then we can maintain that new insight, uh, that new perspective by prophesying the scriptures that God has highlighted to us or Declare aloud the prophecies that you're hearing at the moment from trusted prophets, particularly Chris Vallotton, some good things there that we can speak out. You know, in Corinthians, again, this is Paul writing. He said, with the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, therefore prophesy. You know, some things don't become reality until they are declared. So we climb to higher ground and strengthen ourselves in the Lord, but if the storm doesn't stop after climbing to higher ground, that poor worm is in danger of drowning. He can't breathe. So what does he do? He crawls out of what his comfortable place was onto the footpath. And that is a very vulnerable place for a worm to be. So sometimes, number two, in crisis, we can get to that place of feeling like we just can't breathe. It's all too much. And that's not this time to stay hidden, but the time to be vulnerable and ask for help. And that's the time we need others to remind us that though we might have lost sight of Jesus, He hasn't lost sight of us. And look, finding the courage to be vulnerable and reach out to a trusted person takes you then from apathy to action. We mustn't become apathetic during these storms. Have you ever felt like you're drowning in circumstances beyond your control? We had this situation like that. I can remember when Pete was first diagnosed with cancer. And um, Pete's my husband, by the way. And uh, a few years ago now, Um, We kind of taken that initial diagnosis and then there's more tests and there's more bad news and more tests and more bad news. And it was a really scary time because our world felt so out of control. And that's where we end up wrestling with trusting God. But did you know you can wrestle with God while still loving Him. Now the enemy wants to tell us if we're wrestling with God, if we have a crisis of belief, then we're dirty rotten sinners and God doesn't love us anymore and we can't be loving God. It's not true. We can wrestle with God and still be loving Him at the same time. Now, you know, we can have faith, but we've got to turn that into trusting God in this out-of-control world that maybe we currently find ourselves on, trusting that he is sovereign, he is the way maker, he is the miracle worker. You know, it's a false belief to think that because we're Christians, we shouldn't need anybody else, that we should be able to get through on our own. Look, even Paul, who went through incredible things and was incredibly strong, he asked for help. Once he asked Titus to come to him. Another time he asked Timothy to come to him. And then another time, no one came to him. And Paul says this, at my first defense, no one came to help me. Everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. Maybe that was an angel, the angel of the Lord. You know, there is a standby angel and you can access that angel too. So, number one, climb to higher ground, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Number two, know when to ask for help. And number three, when that storm is abating, what does the wise worm do? Kids, I reckon you know this one. It begins to climb back down into the soil, gets back into life, it does its job of aerating the soil and having little more wormy babies, and, uh, but all the unwise worms, and you would have seen some of these, they're left disoriented, dried and fried on the footpath. Number three is this, don't let, t- let tough seasons leave you dried and fried. You know, we're aiming for better through all of this, not bitter. You now, there is a grace for every situation and we align ourselves with God. We can draw on that grace. And if we don't, the Bible tells us in Hebrews that see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Let's not let ourselves be defiled by bitterness or defile others. So, mind your language in tough seasons i want to turn to the person next to you right now and say, hey, mind your language. Okay, kids, you enjoyed saying that to your brother and sister, didn't you? All right. You see, this is on a spiritual level, but also a physiological level, because our brain hears what we say, and it then releases chemicals that reinforce something's wrong. We need to be worried. And then the body goes into fight, flight, or freeze response. And on a spiritual level, our words also draw one of two realms, either the heavenly realm or the demonic realm. So really important, mind our language in tough seasons. And don't let tough seasons, disappointments, losses disorient you and freeze you in time so you stop loving no matter how tough it is, you will get through. You need to embrace your healing season and then embrace life again. Expect the old to birth something new. You know, the year after we had this 12 months of Pete's um, surgeries and treatments and chemo and loads and loads of visits through to radiation in there as well, all of that. We just got through to to December and then in January, my mum was diagnosed with a blood condition, which two months later was diagnosed as leukaemia. And so together, we fought that for months before mum passed away. So there's a bit of stuff building up there for me. Six months later, after she'd passed, we're at New Life Conference in Rotorua, and I was still feeling really quite fragile but also feeling a bit stuck. And then God gave me a promise in a song. Simply this, the resurrected King is resurrecting me. And I just knew at that point that God was going to do the healing and the resurrecting and bring me back into life from this place of disorientation. And expect to advance, to take ground in the tough season. Expect to develop new fruit in your character. Isaiah says that there are hidden treasures in the secret places in the darkness. And you may not see those treasures straight away because when you come out of your tough season, you're not suddenly in Disneyland. You know, there's some adjusting to do. Things have changed. But you can expect treasures to emerge and those treasures are the awesome things that God does in your life to strengthen you and to make you a more compassionate person. Now, Corinthians, Paul writes again, the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our trouble so we can comfort others in their trouble. Don't judge or look down on anyone who's struggling in this tough season or any tough season. Now, if you're riding high above the waves right now, then that's awesome, but don't think that you're superior or more spiritual. Our Prime Minister Jacinda said, Our job is to stay at home. I want to add to that our job is not only to stay at home, it is also to lift others to higher ground. And that may start with standing in the low place with them and empathetically listening. And then fighting for them. You know, we're to help one another to learn how to overcome adversity and sustain joy. So, number one, climb to higher ground. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Number two, ask for help. And number three, know when to get back into life. Even if it's a different kind of life. Let me read Psalm 67 to you. Well, not all of it, just some of it, as a declaration today. And it says this, and you can use take this and use it for prophesying, prophesying as well. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on the earth, your salvation among all the peoples. And you can read the other verses, there's only seven of them but I think it's a great one to be prophesying. We want to see God known throughout the world through all of this that's going on. So kids, just before we go, I was thinking that you could find out some more about worm wisdom. Like, what does a worm do when it finds itself in a pile of smelly green waste? And what happens to a worm if it gets severely injured like, oh, you chop through it with your spade. And then think about it with God and ask him, God, what might you be trying to tell me about overcoming adversity through worm wisdom? Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media